distance Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics We'll have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick Riccardi and this week, episode 101, we are joined by our guest... Amy! Again. Yeah. What'd you say, how, Pat? Yay? Yeah, how many times has, has Amy been on? Third? Third time, I think. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Well, you know what they say. You guys have to put out now. Who says this, that? This I, is yeah, our third I, date. Don't you ever read Cosmo? I read Cosmo pretty much exclusively, but... I thought it was seven dates. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm reading Teen Cosmo. Mm. Well, that's more appropriate for a teenager. Seven days. I think that's the Bible. Oh. Oh yeah, it was written in seven days. Yeah. Oh. And the apostles always put out in the seventh date. Pat went to Catholic school. Uh, yeah, he would I know. know. Um. Oh, but we are doing uh, w- w- Pat. We are doing Marvin Gaye versus D'Angelo and the Vanguards. Yes, new D'Angelo album, uh, old Marvin Gaye album. Well, I don't think there's going to be any new Marvin Gaye albums, most likely. Uh, they, could, they could do that thing where they <clears throat> that, where they did where they have him singing with other people. Yeah, they could Tupac him. Mm-hmm. Hologram. Hologram, Marvin Gaye. Uh, but Are you so, sure it's gay? Isn't it gay-y? No, he, there's no accent aigu over the uh, E. Mm-hmm. So it's gay. It's pretty gay. It's very gay. I'm, I'm only using gay now in the old sense of the term of happy. Oh, I was using it in the sense of his name. I'm reclaiming gay. Take it back. Yeah. I think it is up to straight people to reclaim that. I think so too. And, and like it's up to white people to wear, I can't breathe shirts. Um, All lives matter. What's going on? Marvin Gaye, the album. Not much. Oh. Yeah, I knew, I knew that was coming, which is why I hastened to explain myself. Um, Has there been many, many works of pop culture art in the past few years that have what's in the title? No. I mean... What's I, the frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. What's happening? That's not recent, really. Yeah. No. What's what, happening is not either. What's up, Tiger Lily? That's not recent either. That's a good question, Pat. Um, Thanks. Let's spend the rest of the hour talking about that. All right. Um, nineteen seventy-one. Uh, this is when I guess Marvin Gaye felt like he wanted to get off Barry Gordy's plantation and do mm. his own thing. And uh, so he, I guess, he produced the album himself and and like got away from the hit single formula like singles and filler and wanted to do his own album so it was like i i was reading i knew it was like considered a concept album but i didn't know it's like supposed to be uh about like the the concept of it is that it's a soldier returning from vietnam and then seeing how screwed up america is and filled with injustice and stuff but uh but yeah so it was I guess Marvin Gaye had been having problems with drugs and like, you know, deaths and suicide attempt and stuff before this, right before this. So, uh, but it's, it's a 
it's a pretty cool album. I mean, I... yeah. And I, I read, and I thought I, I know I had read before that he and Barry Gordy were not real crazy about one another, and that when he heard when Barry Gordy heard the original "What's Going On," he called it "quote the worst thing I've ever heard in my life." End quote. Wow. Really? Yes. Well, because he heard a lot of things. Yeah, he had heard a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. Um, that's weird because, well, I guess it doesn't really fit into the Motown sound mm-hmm. at all. Uh, like Pat and I were talking about a little bit before. It's it's all kind of mellow, and it's like that. It's when Soul started using a lot of like flutes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that. None of that high energy Motown pop stuff on this yeah, album. Life is good. Let's party. Yeah. But, but he... not too hard. Yeah. <laughs> not too hard. Yeah. That's no. <laughs> and and he kind of paved the way for Stevie Wonder to do the same thing, like take control of his career. Mm-hmm. So he put this album out with uh, off of the previous label he was on? He went to a new label? No. No? Okay. Yeah. No, it was still... Uh, it was Tamla Motown, yeah. They, I guess Barry Gordy put it out anyway, even though he thought it was the worst thing he'd ever heard. He was like, I'll show you. Nobody's going to listen to this. And then when it hit, hit number one. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. I. It's probably... Well, the thing is, like, at the time, Motown albums were not a thing. Like, it was all, it was all about singles. And then they would stitch together an album with, like whatever songs Barry Gordy and his team wrote Holland does your Holland and, you know, uh, Smokey Robinson and stuff. But does the fact that he didn't write, write any of this play into the, why he didn't write it since he wasn't making money off of it as much. You mean, uh, Barry Barry Gordy? Gordy? Yeah. I, yeah, I know why he didn't like it. Probably. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Control freak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it at all. I'm sure in his mind, if he if he didn't have a hand in writing it, that makes it bad by default. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a influential album. I grew up with the songs from it, so it's like just kind of you know, it's. I never really like listened to it critically, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, until we were doing this. But it holds up. Oh yeah, definitely. It it it's of its time, but it also holds up. Yeah. Because you, I mean, you can definitely, you know exactly when the song's from. Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, it's kind of like Sly and the Family Stone or something, same thing, you know. You can definitely tell when that was going on, but it's still good today, which which was, like I said, a new thing for Motown, so uh, got to give him props for that. Although, now that I think about it, other than Stevie Wonder, I don't really... There's not a, and Marvin Gaye, of course. There's not really a lot of other Motown artists I can think of afterwards that were like doing great albums still. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's always fun talking about music, right? <laughs> well, this music's so high energy. I, I I don't think we can match it. Oh yeah, it's uh, it'll it'll get you up and going and just happy about the world. <laughs> But don't you feel like, I mean, I always kind of felt that, yeah, there was a lot of, like like you said, said criticism looking around at what he saw in America. But I felt like there was 
maybe because the music is so soft, there's like it's like hopeful in a way. It's not an angry. I don't know if, if I would say it's necessarily angry. Yeah. No. No, it's more melancholy. Yes. Yeah. Kind of a little bit resigned, but yeah, there's. I think there is that hope in there. Yeah, it's not like uh, Sly and the Family Stone, like there's a riot going on where it's just mm-hmm. like, I give up. It's, yeah. it's more like a plea for things to get better. Yes. And, and not just a plea, but a hope that it will get better. So I, I think I agree with Amy. Yeah, no, totally. Especially the, the title song. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Amy. The music does does make it uh, more than it would be just with the lyrics, just going by the lyrics. Like mm-hmm. he could have he could have done the there's a riot going on approach with this, but I think it works better, especially for him, the way he did Definitely. it. Well, well, and his voice is such. I mean, it's something to be showcased. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You had him and and uh, Smokey and. And Al Green around this time. I don't know what happened. There used to be... It seems like there was like a million soul acts in the 60s and 70s. And like everybody could sing well. And play well. And, and there's... Now it seems like uh, R&B is just... It's just for the, like the really huge people. All top 40 stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some... I mean there's underground or more underground stuff like Sharon Jones and stuff. But... Yeah, it's weird uh, how R and B just kind of transmogrified into into we- this weird top forty pop overproduced genre. Definitely pop and overproduced. Yeah, um, when there's so much, there was so much going on back then, and so much good stuff to draw from. I think like early '70s rock was kind of crappy too. Like soul was really the only thing going on, except for maybe some David Bowie and Roxy Music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Well, let's. So who was buying this? Like when you say pop stuff, I just figure kids are buying this, buying that. But who who would have been buying the, what's going on at the time? I think it was everybody. I mean, everybody? yeah, because I, I I think you know like, the, the hippies and stuff. This was speaking to the same issues that they were concerned with. So you got that. You got the black fans, the soul fans, definitely. Um, all the well, Motown itself, like they advertised, as Barry Gordy pointed out. A million times they advertised themselves as the sound of young America, not the sound of Black America. I think, um, I think there's a lot of crossover with with this mm-hmm. stuff. And Marvin Gaye had already had a huge hit with "I Heard It Through the Grapevine" uh, a few years prior to this. So he was. Oh, he known... had something to do with that raisin campaign. Huh. <laughs> yeah, he dreamed it up. Wow. Marvin Gaye I was impressed was like, by this album, but now I'm really impressed by his genius. Yeah, he was like, people aren't eating enough raisins. What can I do to help? Having his cereal and thought, you know what? Raisins. So he he was an artist, too. He could draw. What? I mean, he did the whole commercial, right? They were real. Yeah, they were. That was uh, Claymation, Pat. Wow. See them dancing? Yeah, but I thought he drew it. But now that they're real, my mind is blown. (laughs) Well, that's. that's I'll never look at a grape the same way again. Well, they were raisins, really. But <laughs> well, John, grapes are just baby raisins. In any case, but people who bought it, my parents had the this album. I do. I remember, like, 
I used to love, you know, God, I sound old, looking through the old album covers, like looking, because, you know, there was so much art to it, not necessarily this one, but I can remember, I mean, they definitely had this one, and, well, they were really, they were young then. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I Yeah, I used to love going through my parents' record collection, find, like, Lou Reed, Transformer, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Well, let's let's listen to the title song, I guess. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows it, but uh, it's always fun to listen to again. Here's what's going on. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the end. For only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and get here today Picket lines and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Yeah, Marvin Gaye's voice, definitely up there. Definitely. Sad that he was so, had such a troubled life. And a short one. Yeah. So even after this came out, it was still troubled. It wasn't like when he died, it wasn't like, oh man, he got everything together and then he got killed. It was, it was things were, terrible things were still happening to him. I think he just had some mental issues Uh that he never dealt with. I mean, he still put out a lot of great music after this and stuff. He would swing back and, you know, I think he had, like, this problem with, like, being religious, but then also being, like, a total uh, pee hound that, that, like, messed with him mentally. Would you pronounce that found? So, uh... Yeah, that's that's what I think part of his deal was. But obviously he had, I don't know, had some daddy issues. I'd say he did. And daddy had some son issues, too, apparently. Um, and some gun issues. Good God, Soldier y'all. Fortune. Soldier of Fortune? What? Oh, I get it. Gun issues. Oh. Yeah, guns and ammo. Good job, Pat. Thanks point on the board we we uh i don't know why i'm saying we i had nothing to do with this album 
But it was it was I, I read the uh, the first Motown album that gave the Funk Brothers, you know, the Motown band uh, credit hmm. on the label. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing else. I don't think he did anything else that ever that was as good as this as far as an uh, album. Like, let's get it on. Had was kind of the same thing. It had a couple good songs, but. Mm-hmm. But this. Well, one, I would let's get it on as an individual song is probably his most famous song, right? Maybe. Well, maybe I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah. Well, um, but due to the reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Mostly. His health campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder what was the most. Well, then again, I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you like. That one he did with his, his, um, was he married to her? No, Tammy Terrell. I don't think they were married. They were just like singing partners. Yeah. Okay. She also died right before this album. So. Pretty sad. Yeah. And, and all three singles for this album hit, uh, hit number one on the R&B charts anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album, you said the album was number one, Pat? I didn't even see that, but I bet it no. was. I don't know if I said that or not. It was on the R&B charts, yeah. Number the, six. The, on the, the song was number one, was what, what I read. But yeah. I the, album. the album was number one uh, platinum in the UK, only gold in the US, but it was number six on the US pop charts, so. Yeah, it was pretty huge. 71. Hey, what were the Billboard hits? Of, I don't even want to look it up. But they're all terrible. No. They're all I bet they're all great. God awful. Um, Something from the New Americans. The New Americans? That's a oh. band I just made up that would have been really popular in 1971. 1971, yeah. It's short haircuts. They sang patriotic pop songs. Yeah, this was definitely the time in our history where everybody was feeling super patriotic. Mm-hmm. Of course, Vietnam War brought us all together. Nixon finally in the White House. Finally, he deserved to be there in '60. Oh, alternate alternate universe. Would Nixon have got shot in Dallas? Mm-hmm. He would never have gone to Dallas. Yeah, he he knew better. He was he was too paranoid to. Go to One Texas. of the first things he would have done in, in office was to give Texas back to Mexico. Yeah. It's in the book. And then. Page 14 of Dianetics. Dianetics. I was like, what book? Well, of course. I, I forgot that you two live by Dianetics. I forgot. Let, live and die by it. Let us not speak of it too much because every time we do, we seem to have some kind of technical difficulty. Mm. Not the book, but the organization behind the book does sometimes cause technical difficulty yeah um but i don't know i don't know how you can argue with the success of tom cruise and john travolta so i won't no who's arguing not us i like this quote from people magazine about um marvin Gaye's. uh what album was it sexual healing america's hottest musical turn-on since olivia newton john demanded we get physical oh my god See, Marvin Gaye should have shot them for that. Well, yeah, we all should have collectively shot People Magazine long before that anyway. Uh, America's greatest turn-on. 
musical turn on is that what they said although please when was physical out i like, have to believe that you two probably it was like a year before sexual healing came out was it yeah physical came out in september of 1981 yep and sexual healing came out in 1975 it really doesn't make much sense no sexual healing didn't come out in 75 <laughs> september 1982 yeah so exactly a year so People Magazine wasn't exactly talking about a long stretch of time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were just trying to get the taste of physical out of everyone's mouth. That's one way to put it. <laughs> well, it was... It was uh... So you guys don't like the song physical? No. Pat, just because you like the video. Oh, ooh, ooh la la. What's the video like? She's, she's like doing aerobics. With fat guys that turn into, like, hot guys. Yeah. Oh. So you would actually love it. Yeah, because it'd be like looking in the mirror But half of the video. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant you look like Olivia Newton-John, which I always tell you. But well, I do for half the video. The other half where she's more sweaty, that doesn't look like me. No, you never sweat. Nope. It's not ladylike. It's in my contract. Yeah, well, she... That was a big deal for Olivia Newton-John, though, because she was mostly known for singing, like, really sappy, glurgy crap before that. So then she's getting all sexual, saying, let's get animal. I, I think when I was a kid, I didn't realize Let's Get Physical was so supposed to be sexual. I always just thought it was an exercise song. And until you said it, I did think it was an exercise song. So it's not an exercise song you're saying. So just now you're finding that out. Yeah, so I've... Not really thought about the song, except in context of this People magazine article that I read every day. I I didn't know I didn't realize until very recently that uh, "Like a Prayer" by Madonna was a sexual song. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that either. But I guess we should all assume everything Madonna does is sexual. I guess I took it. I have a habit of taking song lyrics too literally. I guess. I'm just not good at it. But although, even literally, um, when you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I'm going to take you there. Pretty yeah. obvious. About prayer. Yeah. About right. about praying. What's more sexual than prayer? True. I hope I get laid tonight. I pray I get laid tonight. Please, God, let me get laid tonight. My ears. Sorry. Yeah, we know. you're. This is not the type of talk you enjoy. No. But I when, was talking about going to Hawaii, of course. Yeah. Where you get laid. Mm. You're not putting that one up on the board. No. I'd keep that one off the board. And by laid, I mean have sex on a volcano. <laughs> that sounds like some junior high girl fantasy, Pat. I'm going to have, I'm going to lose my virginity out of a volcano in Hawaii. I never claimed not to be a junior high girl. And, I mean, I think most junior high girls do lose their virginity on a volcano in Hawaii. At least, if they're not, you know, if they're not part of the unwashed masses. They either get, lose their virginity on their volcano or they're thrown in as part of a sacrifice for being a virgin on a volcano. Right. So Can't win. That's a, yeah. That's a Sophie's choice. Actually, it's not. So, I mean, all junior uh, high girls that are listening, please stay away from volcanoes. Yeah. Unless, and I mean, unless you're going to get laid. Right. Then it's okay, but but yeah, there is always that chance. You know, you don't 
you don't get to the act in time, you're going to be a sacrifice for uh, Kamana Wanalea or whatever. The... So our safe sex message for this episode is have sex before you look go to a volcano. Yes, and definitely have sex in junior high for the first time. Yeah, in, in the actual high school. Yeah, go to the high school even though you're in junior right. high and right. have sex there. It'll make you feel more grown up. And oh. you are grown up. I mean, by the time you're 14. Oh, God. Let's change the topic because I'm getting <laughs> a little concerned about John. <laughs> I was just going to say, in some countries, you know, you're in the military already. Oh. And that ties into what Marvin Gaye's talking about. Yes, What's yes. Wrong? His brother came back from Vietnam and, and, and he saw, oh, let's get back to this. <laughs> I'm scared of this junior high talk. I can't believe Amy, the one who brought it up in the first place. What? About you brought up the junior high girls. Yeah. Uh, now now you're getting it all. I guess that it's my fault. It, it is. Okay. Mercy, mercy me, the ecology. We'll do that one next. So uh, this one, uh, pretty pretty prescient, eh? You're talking about, they should, they should play this at all. Uh, whenever Republicans say uh, global warming is not happening, uh, well, somebody should just blast this song. Jeb Bush is probably going to use this for his campaign. You think? Probably. That would be, I mean, that would be fitting for a a Bush family member to be that clueless. That clueless. I remember I saw uh, <laughs> the first year I voted, it was uh, 88, and there was a Dukakis rally at my school, and I went to see Dukakis, and he... Uh, <laughs> that must have been really exciting. It was not inspiring. I saw Jesse Jackson that same year, I think, which was much more inspiring. Uh <laughs> But he played uh, "Desire" by U2. Shut that was, up. That was his music when he came Shut out, and <laughs> I just remember laughing at the at the very idea. But we should try to start a campaign to get Jeb Bush to play "Mercy, Mercy Me," the ecology. That would be nice. Or uh, or Hollaback Girl. Oh, see, yeah, he could have the band come out and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, we should you know, keep it a marching band. We should keep it to. <laughs> black artists for Jeb Bush, I think. Yeah. It's more fitting. Maybe mm. reunite NWA. Dig up Easy E. Oh god. He'd be just as useful as he was when he was alive. How about it how about Anita Bryant? Is she still alive? Yep, she's stumping for Jeb Bush. Is she really? That can't be a point in his favor. I'm sure Pat's making this up. But I'm playing along. It's speaking of NWA, did you see like Suge Knight? Oh like, yeah, running over straight, some dude. Ran over a dude on the allegedly. Set. Allegedly, no, there was no allegedly. He ran over his head. <laughs> oh, he didn't kill him. He killed him. Oh, he yeah. killed him. He. She just said he ran over his head, dude. Oh, I thought you said hand. Well, like I sort of country it up a little. She did. You really did country it up. I don't know why I did that either. I think it's just the idea of getting your head run over. But Ugh. it was an accident, right? Oh, of course. Good. Lots of accidents happen around Shug. I don't want to see him go into prison for something he didn't do. He's Yeah, he's just got some bad luck. He's like one of those dudes with the, in the cartoons with a black cloud hanging over his head. He's all moping around. It's, why does everything happen to me? Why do these people keep dying around me? You do have. I mean, he does get, he does get a lot of uh, breaks in my book for holding Vanilla Ice over a 
ledge in a hotel balcony, but I'll give him that. But I mean, he got didn't he get shot like six times? He got shot like last? six times at like the Grammy party yeah, or some shit. Some yeah, party. Chris six Brown's times? party. Yeah, which and is walked and walked. Yeah, he's his... he's like later, bitches. <laughs> I've had worse. Yeah. Did you and, see him on that episode of Vanilla Ace's Honest Show? No. Where he held him over like the as they're making the the balcony, he's holding him over it. No. Like, as they make it, it was really funny. Yeah, that sounds great. Pat, you were, why were you watching Vanilla Ice's show? I tape every every night when it's on. Oh, it's a nightly show. Yeah, that's a man. He's been it started a lot off of work. as weekly, but it was so popular, I made it nightly. Well, and the, those Amish don't fuck around, man. They got a nope. work ethic. Yep, they do. And so is Vanilla Ice, baby. Yeah, Suge Knight. Dude. Yes, that's right. It was at Chris Brown's party. And then there was a second shooting at another Chris Brown soiree recently. Well, I think How that's... How do people keep missing Chris Brown? I think that's... <laughs> yeah, the one who really needs to be shot. The, yeah. I think maybe that's just Chris Brown's like theme for all his parties. Bring a gun, shoot a gun. Yeah, it's like one person has a gun. Who's going to get shot? It's like a murder mystery type party. Oh, that's... I'd like to go to one of those parties. As no, long as you not wouldn't. The mystery. Yeah, I think the mystery generally be pretty easy. Did they to solve? Did they like find the guy who shot Suge Knight? I all I heard was that he got shot, and then nothing else. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. Doesn't. They found him, and he ran him over over his head. His head. <laughs> hey, head. How's his, that? Hey, hey. Pretty good. Head. Head. Uh, yeah, that all has a lot to do with Mercy, Mercy Me. The I know. Uh, oh, do we hear it yet? No, let's uh, let's, let's play it. a little bit. Uh, another number one hit that everybody knows. Here's Mercy, Mercy Me. Parentheses, the ecology, and parentheses. Whoa, oh mercy, mercy me. All things ain't what they used to be now Where did all the blue skies go? Poison is the wind that blows From the north and south and Whoa, mercy, mercy me All things ain't what they used to be now Oil wasted on the oceans and upon our seas Fish full of mercury Oh, mercy, mercy, me Our things ain't what they used to be Radiation underground and in the sky Animals and birds who live nearby all things and what they use is to be What about this overcrowded land? How much more we use from Okay. And even though it's not one of the ones uh, I'm, I'm doing, he, did, he also did do uh, on this album a song called Right On, which was like over seven minutes long, which is another... It's too long. Yeah. But, but you know, kind of it's just another thing that's like very non-Motown thing to do. So I appreciate it on that level. But yes, it's too long. 
But he was in a groove, man. You can't you can't cut off the tape when when they're hitting it. That's what I hear. And I, yeah, I don't even want to go down that road any farther. Um, Are you going to play that as, at the end of the episode and just let it run for seven minutes to make this episode extra long looking? I could, but uh, yeah, why not? Should, he's he's oh, dead. Okay. His estate isn't going to sue. They uh, won't sue. They'll just shoot. Tell Robin Thicke. Oh, I I tell Robin Thicke everything. Did Marvin Gaye's estate sue, sue uh, Robin Thicke? And Pharrell Williams. Yep. And, and then, they certainly deserved it. Yeah. And then Robin Thicke had to admit he actually didn't write the song. There's oh, a, his, his, his father wrote it? <laughs> yeah. Alan Thicke. Good. <laughs> oh, I, he's written a lot of great pieces of music, so it's good to hear that he's doing he things for his son as well. I don't want to think about Alan Thicke writing that rape anthem. Don't you? Well, well the original lyrics for the themes from facts of life were very rapey they had yeah a little bit same with One, different strokes well they had also had rapey episodes so that's no, no surprise they surely yep, did they yeah absolutely but did didn't they have um nancy reagan on once too yeah to tell us to just say no to drugs of course that was a oh, brilliant I campaign thought, i never understood what that just say no was i wasn't sure what i was supposed to say no to so i just became a negative person as usual we can blame everything on the reagans um mm-hmm. What a what an awesome campaign that totally worked. I like that that was her like that was her first lady issue. Like she'd ever had any dealings with drugs at all. Well, actually, considering uh how she ended up, maybe she did. How'd she end up? Dead. Oh. Wait, did she die? Didn't Not she? Yet. Just, oh, she yeah, did. She, I think she's still hanging on. She just looks yeah, like they, an old desiccated cricket now. Well, they always they still go to her for on topics to see what her opinion is, since she's she's the she's the last remnant of Ronald Reagan that they want to talk to. Oh wow! I don't know why yeah, they don't talk to Ronald 93. Reagan? Yeah, but, well, I was just talking more about when she was in the White House, using doing astrology and stuff. Well, that's I mean that's science. The true, true. What what's more scientific than uh, the idea that your your personality is determined by stars billions of miles away. I think that's co- falls under cosmology, actually. The greatest. Oh, science. like fixing your face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just pulled up a picture of her to see what she's looking like now. There's a picture of her in a wheelchair, and it's practically like an upskirt. Oh, Jesus, my eyes. Is she wearing underwear? I'm not looking at it again. I don't know. You can't really you can... tell at that age. <laughs> Zoom and enhance. Zoom and enhance. I'll leave that for you. Okay. But yeah, wow, I didn't know she was still alive. See, the more you know. That's a great theme for that, Pat, that I don't think ever existed before. Thank you. Um. I like it during the Super Bowl party where that star came on and like 25 people posted exactly the same time. The more you know, why is Kitty Perry on the more you know star? Oh, I I didn't see it. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Apologies all around. Uh, I did hear about the commercial where the kid dies, but I I didn't see that either. People up in our, or he's already dead, I think. Yeah, he's telling. I didn't get to grow up. I died. Boo-hoo. 
<laughs> he might have grown up to be a real bastard. So I did grow up. It's not that good, kid. Yeah. I mean, most statistically, it's likely he can't. He would grow up to be a bastard. So. You think more people are bastards than are not? Hmm. Well, at a certain age, I think people mellow out after a while. But yeah, definitely, definitely, I don't want to be hanging out with people in their twenties. Hmm. Guys, in their twenties, I should say. You're you're more interested in hanging out with girls who are fourteen. Let's not go back there. On volcanoes. <laughs> Don't worry, he's throwing them in. Yeah, I <laughs> I enjoy the, two at a time. He's not committing any crimes. Two at a time, he's throwing them in. I enjoy the view from up there, and uh, and I I'm a you know I, I love appeasing the gods. So we should have an episode of Joe versus the volcano versus something. All right. I like that movie. I know people hate it. But I know. I like adore it. that movie. I saw it in theaters and I hated it at the time and I've not seen it since. So You'll I'm, still hate it. Don't worry. Well, I, I mean, I don't know because there are so many people who like that's their that's their cult movie. I, can you call a movie that has Tom Hanks a cult movie? I, ugh, I don't that know one. That. I, think, I don't think that one did so well. I don't think it I matters. Know. I don't think a cult movie should be a, <laughs> allowed to be a movie that was starring a, a a big actor like that. Well, then they're underrated movie, I guess. A lot of you know, you hear a lot about that one and Ishtar being like really underrated. Never saw that one. Ishtar, mm-hmm. me either. Mm-mm. Well, what's a movie that came out the past two years that's underrated? We'll do Joe versus the volcano versus that. Oh, an underrated movie from the past. I don't know. I probably haven't. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I'll think on it. I'll think a spell. We'll come up with something. I'm trying to talk to Amy in her language. What is your head? I use my head. My head. <laughs> Can't help it. Wait, where are you from, Amy? Ohio. Oh, so there's really no excuse. There's what do you parts mean? Of Ohio that are real. There's of... Southern Ohio is country. It's wee. Yeah, it's bad. Remember, that's where Dave Chappelle is from. He's very country. Hey, that is true. Uh, Actually, Dave Chappelle turned that little town that he moved into to like this little arty place. It's He made it like a little mini Ohio Santa Fe. He's sort of sponsored the arts, if you will. And this it's a very small town. He has, um, in, when the weather is decent, he has uh, different like... All kinds of art, performance art. He has, um, you know, murals that he brings people into paint. They have music. Um, they have all kinds of. He's just turned it into this crazy little, I don't know, party place. So you said he, so. It lasts two weeks a year. <laughs> exactly. No, and I guess even in the winter when it's not that bad, they're having like block parties and stuff. They say it. That that awesome. It's all. All by him. He there were the local grocery store, like the little mom and pop places going out of business. He bought that, bought it for them. Wow! To keep it going, like, like they love, they worship Dave Chappelle. Let's all move down in this there. little town. Let's go. How far away is that from where you are? Um, hour and twenty minutes. Have you ever gone there? I have not, but I've had friends that have gone that love it. And I guess he just wanders around doing his thing down there. That's yeah, neat. why wouldn't he? It's like uh, yeah. it's like Michael Stipe in Athens. Just walks the streets like a normal person. Hmm. 
That's new. Yeah, I know. That's how he's he disguises himself. He acts normal. Inner In city Greece? blues make me want to holla. Holler. Look at see now fucking what Amy's doing to me? Oh, it's my fault. Making me think of pig hollas and shit. Yeehaw. Uh, oh, is that how you call it? Really a pig? sounds like I you started know. to watch Justice. Actually it's Suey. Suey. That's I think that's the hottest thing since Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. <laughs> just the word suey? Yeah. When Amy says it, you should you should just like record a song, you know, do some uh, auto tune on it. Just the suey song, the hog calling song. Yeah, the hog calling song, and then you'll be written up in People magazine. <laughs> They'll say it's the sexiest song since uh, Alan Thicke wrote that rape anthem. <laughs> I would like to hear an Alan Thicke. I, I changed my mind. I want to hear an Alan Thicke rape anthem. I want to hear it. Do you want his words or him singing it? Both. Why I wouldn't I want both? But he doesn't usually sing his own songs, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. He, I would like to hear Alan Thicke's uh, Suey song. <laughs> He's on TV uh, a lot. And some I forget what the ad's for. Like something like, if it's not the thing where you press the button to to notify the ambulance that you're on the floor. It's something like that. Oh, really? Oh, is he doing TV. the old Peepaw stuff? Yeah. Peepaw? Yeah. What fuck country am I in right now? <laughs> oh, no. I actually got that from here. I'm going to get my recommendation early. <laughs> no, you can't. No, it's not even oh. a true recommendation. But for all of you that love Celebrity gossip whoring. Delisted.com. That queen. He, he calls old people people. He even calls Brad Pitt people Pitt. That's anybody who's like over 40. You know where Great. You know where Brad Pitt is beloved? Uh, New Orleans. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I can see why. Yeah. I did mean, a lot for really, the city. Absolutely. I, I actually saw some of the... They showed some of the little... Um, scale small scale um houses? architectural yeah. houses. i thought it was really interesting it I, looked I don't really, really cool know much yeah about it, but they were sustainable and i mean they really he thought it out i guess that's his passion they yeah. said is architecture which is unusual to me because i guess i always thought those people were smart architects mm-hmm. you don't think brad pitt is smart oh lord no it's just because he married angelina jolie isn't it no no um when I, I well, when I was cocktailing, I knew some people that met him, and he's dumb as he can be. Nice, they said, but dumb as he could be. Well, I mean, I guess I'll take nice and dumb over uh, sure, smart and dickish. Uh, wait, delisted. Yeah. I don't even know. wait. What was the one we were talking about before the episode, Pat, with uh, John Glazer? Delocated. Delocated. God damn it. That's why I was, that's what was confusing me. Um, what is delisted? It's just a celebrity gossip site, but he just he the way that that guy talks is hilarious. He's, so is delist like he only talks about celebrities that aren't on the A or B list? He talks about delist celebrities? No, he talks about everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining our, our chances of ever getting Brad Pitt on the podcast, Amy. Oh, you could get some Cheetos and weed. That's true. That, which I already have, actually. Of course, you'd have to beat Britney Spears off of everybody first, but for the Cheetos and weed, yeah, pretty much, and B, you'd have to knock me off too. So, 
I thought Britney Spears had moved on to Salvia or something by now. Oh, maybe. And on that note, here is Marvin Gaye, Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holler. I can't talk. I'm looking at delisted. Oh, yeah, you you do that, Pat. I think it will work out better for all of us, oh. including the listener. Um, but in the interest of uh, moving things along, mm-hmm. while Pat reads, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about D'Angelo. D'Angelo. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. Amy can try to be funny. Oh, thanks for doing that right when we came back, Pat. Now everybody's going to want to know the whole conversation we had on the break. Oh, no. And uh, we're not going to tell you. Can't. Nope. If you email me personally, I will tell you every single word of it because I recorded it in my head. If you snail mail me personally, I will tell you. It's kind of like we're biting off of The Daily Show because, you know, a lot of times John Stewart will start just talking like and the audience is laughing and it's some joke they told before it started. And I'm yeah. always kind of mad about it. Yeah, it's a little rude, Mr. Yeah. Stewart, if I may call you that. How have you guys liked The Nightly Show? I have not seen it yet. Still have not seen it yet. I've only watched I've, a couple episodes. I've caught a little bit of it, and I I like that they have like the little round table thing going with getting different opinions. But I kind of think half an hour show is kind of short for that type of discussion, especially since he does his opening jokes and he does his little closing thing. It, it, it they get actually like three, four, five maybe minutes of discussion, and it just with four people and him trying to talk, 
it it everybody gets to say like two sentences and then it's over. So it's yeah. like it's like the old politically incorrect kind of. Sort of. Yeah, but it doesn't include any idiots. Uh, I don't know about that. Well, the host is not a jackass, is what right. you're saying. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I think the format just is terrible. Like when I I listen to uh, Real Time with Bill Maher because they put it out as a podcast. You know, I don't have. Um, and like Bill Maher is like probably the person that like the show I watch or listen to um, that I think he's the biggest dick, but I still keep listening. Like mm-hmm. I, I agree with him on some stuff and then some stuff I don't, but I just think he's very arrogant in the way he mm-hmm. states thing, his atheism, his weird anti-vax thing. And... Yeah. It, it, anti all, all pharmaceuticals almost. Yeah. And it has a weird theory on illness. Yes. Which I don't get for somebody who's supposedly so into promoting science and reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, but but the format to me, like when it, whenever I listen to his show, I'm like, why do you have to do the monologue? It's always terrible. It's yeah, always, always really stupid, hacky jokes. And then he will do some little segment in the middle, like, well, here's what we found on. Here are some ads that you didn't get to see. You know that kind of another like just really dumb, dumb segment. Just talk to the people the whole time and then do your new rules at the end. It would be way better i think for now on anytime anyone says that uh liberals are smarter than conservatives i'll just point to bill moore and say maybe not but probably so you do that probably so but still i hate bill moore so i want to say that yeah it's one of those times where i don't like somebody being on my side no i know well it's just it's just like i said i think it's the way he states his case it's so arrogant and dismissive it is and you're not gonna get you're not gonna break through get his walls. On your side. Exactly. Yeah. You're not gonna get anyone on your side with that type of even when your side is right. Yeah. In fact, you're gonna turn off people who are on your side. Exactly. Yeah. Because I used to be an anti-vaxer, but now I support them. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yeah. You, you, Olivia Newton-John knew that secret: how to not turn people off. What was her uh-huh. secret? Physical. I've never heard of her. Oh, dude, you never saw the biggest movie musical of the 70s? Xanadu. Hair? <laughs> Which is it? Both. But I did see both of those. I love yeah. them both. So. I have them on DVD. I watch them constantly and masturbate to them. I kind of want to watch Xanadu. I, uh, oh, uh, well, I'll just mention it on the air, Pat. I was thinking, because I was talking to Michael, um, We should. I want to do a kind of a series on... Again, this will go against the entire premise of our show, but uh, a series on 80s B movies, just like maybe, I don't know, six mm. movies, you know. You mean that Seinfeld movie? Yeah, from, they did a bunch of versions in the 80s that were huh. until they perfected it with a Jerry Seinfeld 90s version. Or 2000? No, that was 2000. 2000s, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so we'll, we can have Amy back for one of those. Fun. Um, anyway, we're talking about D'Angelo. Yes. Right, and the Vanguard. Don't forget them. Do not. Black Messiah. So, Rush released at the end of the year. Could not... I had already made my like best of 2014 mix when this came out. And I was very sad because this is a great album, I think. Great. And we picked this album because he shares my birthday. Yes. Coming up. This year is your birthday, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, so you liked it, Amy? I did a lot. Yeah, me too. And uh, I don't know, kind of a big departure. I feel like. Well, I don't know his other stuff. Oh yeah. Well, he was always. I liked him right off because in the '90s when everybody was doing like we talked about earlier that like that very overproduced um, kind of soulless R&B pop. Um, he was, he went kind of really old school, you know, going into like more seventies type soul stuff. Uh, soul funk. Yeah. Yeah. He really stood out at the time. And then it took him like, I don't know how long to make his second record a long ass time. Long. And, then, and then it took him what? 14 years to make 14 this one. 14 years. For yeah. This one. And I guess quest love, like, was like getting on his case. Yet, yeah, well, it only took him five years to make his second album. Um, so it took him fourteen years to make this, and then he had to rush to get it out in December. Seems a little. He wa- I think he wanted to get it out while all the uh, the national conversation about race was going on. I think I th- I believe that's what he said. Um, you know, with all the shooting of unarmed black men and and Ferguson Choking. and everything. Yeah. So basically, he wanted to make money off of the death of. Poor. Yes, he was exploiting a tragedy. That was his. That was his goal. Um, well, I, would, I want to disagree with you guys. I love the. I love the album. Oh, okay. Well, a dissenting yeah. voice is always good. Certainly entitled to your opinion. Uh, yeah, it's very. To me, it's like a mixture of Prince and mm-hmm. Outcast. Yeah, oh. I. Mm. I heard a lot of Prince there. I don't know about Lots. Outcast, but. Well, Outcast was also like all over the place as far as like genres and you know mixing different styles and and it, and they're more they have a more modern sound than prince i think you know um which this has too that's why i think i i hear the outcast in it yeah now that you say it i can see i i can actually see that yeah yeah definitely definitely a prince tone and like classic prince too not mm-hmm. not latter day prince Although the my one my one complaint it's it's a minor one um, is that I don't think his falsetto is super strong and he uses it a lot a, a lot and it feels a little, little forced produced, a little forced and a little maybe maybe they needs a little help with it so they produce it a little bit more to try and yeah beef it strengthen up. it yeah because I've heard I actually caught a couple of these songs I guess he's been performing some of them live for a while. Um, and yeah, he, he can't do. Or Prince can, you know, in concert can just sing yeah. that way forever, strong as anything. But yeah, he's not as quite as as skilled with it. Yeah, he's no Freddie Mercury or Prince in the falsetto. No. But that's a minor complaint. Well, my only real complaint besides that is, I mean, and I hate to sound this way, but some of his lyrics are almost they're almost uncomprehensible. I mean, I could. Oh, they are, and yeah. they're so important. A lot of them are really important, and it. I when I look them up because I'm like, what is he saying? I wish that he would enunciate a little bit better, just because you know it is hard to understand. Yeah, well, he he wants you to buy the album digitally and listen to it, and then go, shit, I have to go buy the physical copy so I yeah, can get the lyric see. sheet. Yeah, so he's a savvy. So he's really all really. about the. He's all about money. Yeah, it's all he's about. Brilliant. Why else would you wait what... 14 years to put out an album? Oh, so he'd sell more. But wouldn't he have sold more if he put one out every year during that 14-year span? Look, I think D'Angelo knows what he's doing. You and I aren't on the radio. He does live in a mansion. Yeah. Uh, Well, Pat and I saw D'Angelo actually at a Prince tribute concert at Carnegie Hall. 
hmm. a couple of years back, and he blew the roof off the place with his performance. So, yeah, I thought that was him. That was awesome. He yeah. he really he was awesome. Yeah, because I thought after that you could put one of his songs on the best of, but I guess not. I guess that was someone else. What do you mean? I thought like uh, there was a few months after that we went to that Prince thing. I thought we you put out a best of. <clears throat> Of you know your monthly best of, and I thought one of his songs was the one. But maybe oh, D'Angelo, no, because he hadn't done anything. Right, it must have been someone else that performed at that 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 show that was on there. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he took like a really minor, lesser print song, and like, and it was a short one too, and he turned it into like this all-out jam. So yeah. He was have really you heard cool. much about that series since then? Like, is have they done other artists that were yeah, as interesting as Prince? I think the last one they did because I think. Bob Mould played it was a Simon and Garfunkel tribute. Oh, that's neat. Or Paul Simon, maybe just Paul Simon, probably. Um, or yeah. poor Garfunkel. Yeah. No. I'm sure he's wallowing in misery with all those uh, residuals. From what? Paul Simon stole all that from him. Uh, Catch 22. Oh, shit. Beg your pardon. He's. Yeah. I, I call it, you know, when you. When you fall back asswards into money and and fame, uh, Garfunkling it, <laughs> and you get to use that phrase every day. Uh, pretty much, in the Bay Area, you do. Um, well, so the, yeah, I really, really, really like this album. Um, and I love it. A lot of it's, uh, it takes a while, I think, for some people because a lot of it's very dense. Mm-hmm musically and uh well the first song i'm gonna play a thousand deaths which is one of those i think you're talking about amy where i think he's singing about something important but you can't really make it out um and there's really long intro part with like a preacher speaking Mm -hmm. about jesus being black and and then some civil rights stuff um and then and then d'angelo's garbled delivery which is i think like electronically modified sounded yeah, yeah in some way um and but, from what I can tell, like Marvin Gaye, D'Angelo grew up as really religious. I don't know if he still is. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a good song. It's like very old school funk, but then with all this kind of almost public enemy-ish like density to the the music going. It's got like some kind of like weird techno-ish keyboard. There's a thing. lot of sound. A lot of There's sound. So much yeah. Sound. And then. And then buried underneath, he hits the funk. Um, but but it, it it does have a, all that sound, but it's still pretty. It, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. It's it's like a Jesus and Mary ta- chain type thing, you know. It's like a pop melody underneath a bunch of noise. So uh, let's let's play it for people. Here is a thousand deaths. Oh, 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 oh,
Okay. Um, well, we call it black uh, Jesus and black Mary Jean. Good one. Why is everything about race with you, Pat? I like to run. Well, you are a runner. I don't get it. I don't know either. But What's yeah, I, from I, I, go ahead. I, I just one of the lines that I heard, and I ended up looking up the lyrics. He said, because a coward dies a thousand times, but a soldier dies only once. And it's like, you can understand about half of it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's actually, you know, the, the, the lyrics are worth looking up anyway, at least for all of these songs. Yeah. But. And well, yeah, that's another way he differs from Prince and that he can actually write decent lyrics. <laughs> Don't make me take my jewelry off and fight you. I love Prince. Oh, I, I know you do too. You yeah. do too. Not just not as a lyricist. Why do you not, have to take your jewelry off to fight? I know you, it, it wouldn't would, be. Well, it wouldn't be fair. All's fair in fighting and love. Wait, it wouldn't be fair to to the other person because the jewelry would hurt them, or it wouldn't well, be fair it's to you. Not fair to them, the yeah, because okay. because like Michael Moore's father said, fighting not needs to be fair. Sorry. I don't get it. Yeah, did you, the whole Michael Moore thing with the sniper, like American sniper. He said his father said that snipers aren't. It's not fair fighting. That they're cowards. <laughs> not fighting fair. That's <laughs> stupid. It's I don't, listen, I don't dislike Michael Moore. I, I, mean, I don't I, either. But that's a stupid. I didn't hear really, that. Really, war stupid. is fair. Well, I mean, I guess his uncle was killed by a sniper in World War II. So I understand his personal connection. You know, problem, yeah, but. You know, since when, so did we deliver like some bombs to the Japanese? Like, we're going to drop these on you. So we think it's only just, fair we give you some bombs to drop them off. Or before you drop the bombs, you just make it just move out of the way. Galway, we want to be fair. Down. Fighting is fair. War is fair. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, walk across the border to India. Yeah, please. Um, I actually do not care for Michael Moore so much. He's another one I feel like doesn't do a lot of good for our side. But I think he used to be better. Yes, I'm with Pat. Like back when, like he was doing what was the thing he did with the guy who wrote Rivet Head? He had like a he was editor of a magazine, and like, he was more interesting. And yeah, he's gotten much worse. And as 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 bad as he's gotten, he's become much more of a a a target for the right. Yeah. So most of the left are like, well, whatever. We don't care what he says. The right brings us up, brings him up as a, as like this is the the monolithic opinion of the left and what Michael Moore says everyone agrees with. So he should just shut up. Yeah, shut up, Michael Moore. He's no Alan Thicke. I think we can all agree. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever have that surgery to make himself skinny? If he did, well, never mind. Oh, Michael Moore or Alan Thicke? <laughs> well, I didn't know that. But this is but this because is, his name uh, is Thicke doesn't mean he's fat. What's wrong with you, Pat? Oh, this is prime delisted stuff. I didn't know Alan Thicke had that surgery too. Alan Thicke doesn't need it. Oh shoot! Yeah. Nope. Is Alan Thicke's wife, who begat Robin Thicke, famous too? Yeah, Joanna Kearns. Oh, just that's a, a case of art imitating life. Yeah, both of their sons turned out terrible. Yeah. Kurt Cameron, and uh, and Robin. What happened? Man, that guy, his last album just tanked, right? And everybody hates him now? Who, Kirk Cameron? I didn't know he did music. Yeah, he did. Huh. Closer My God to Thee, I think was the name of the album. 
But I was actually talking about Robin. And oh, he had an album after that rapey one. Yeah, and oh, it was all he? it was all stalkery about like what oh, songs that's about, right. his, about his wanting his wife. wife to come back to him. Yeah. Yeah, I have wondered if that was like gimmick. Like she really wasn't going to leave him. Nope, she's like. Guess, yeah. She was like, is, is, "Eat bricks, fuckhead. Make haste." This did not help your case. But I just wonder why people didn't like turn on him with the Blurred Lines song. I mean, I guess it was all over. It was a conversation in the media and culture and stuff, but it was still a huge hit. I think it became a conversation after it was a huge hit, though. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. But it was pretty unambiguous, and the video was, I don't, pretty fucking sexist as well. Like, I don't know. Let's go back to the fact that John used the phrase make haste. Yeah. I also said eat bricks, which I don't even think is a, a term. <laughs> eat bricks. Make haste, meat, meat bricks. And I just turned it into meat bricks. Oh, I'm having a meat brick for lunch. Mmm. Meat bricks. Oh, Amy always has to make it sexual. What? How is that sexual? I think we all know. Okay. Well, I said good day. I don't deny. I don't deny it. Um, Go ahead and send you your pictures of your meat bricks to pop culture. No. Yeah, you can send them to me snail mail, as I said. I'll take one two seven four six nine eight five two seven one, route seven thousand eight hundred ninety three. Pictures uh, of your meat bricks for me. Curry fart, Indiana. Your address has a lot of numbers. It's. I thought you were actually giving your. Uh, longitude and longitude. No, no. Well, there's just been a population explosion. They, they've got to keep adding numbers to, to new addresses so they don't duplicate. Because then Amazon drones will never find you. You get your uh, X-Men omnibus delivered to the guy down the street, and then it's chaos. Oh, that'd be fighting time, wouldn't it? Fighting time. Yeah, and I would keep my jewelry on. I just read well, that Amazon. Ha- you have to. That's true. Amazon has a new system set up where they track your purchases. Yeah, that's like ten years new, I think. But they've added a wrinkle to it. If they, if you bought something they didn't expect you to buy, they refuse to ship it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So they're turning into like the thing on Parks and Rec, that service where they like, they they know your uh, your taste, and they're like, nope, you didn't mean to order this. How dare they? They're doing like a, a autocorrect kind of thing, basically. Right. Did, That's weird. Yeah. Did you mean to order Big Jugs 3? Didn't That's I weird. order Big Jugs 2? Right. I I don't think you meant to order Rashomon. Anyway. D'Angelo. Uh, D'Angelo. That's not how I remember that. I can't believe you're stealing joke from The Simpsons. <laughs> my favorite joke from The Simpsons. It's my favorite too. <laughs> Maybe my favorite of all time. Um, sugar Daddy, and I'm not using an Amy uh, mm. accent for that. That's sugar. actually how it's pronounced. Uh, I like. I really like this one too because it's kind of like it's really upbeat and like New Orleans funk stuff, and just more. Um, I don't know, more straight ahead pop than anything else on the album I guess mm-hmm. and energetic and fun uh, which Marvin Gaye should have taken a cue from 
Maybe, Maybe he'd, he'd still, still be alive. Be alive. Jinx, Jinx, buy me a Coke. Oh, shit, now I'm Pat. Um, anyway, yeah. Did, were there any... Did this song stand out to you guys? Did you... Yeah. I, I, I thought it, it seemed lighter, but really not... It sounds contradictory, but no less dense than the other ones. Yeah. But it seemed a little lighter, but and it was definitely more more pop dri- pop driven. Yeah, I know what you. It's got bounce to it. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but I I do want to say too, like like Marvin Gaye's album, I think like this coheres as an album too, like where where mm-hmm. that's not the case so much these days for most people anymore. It's like real, got a real album feel to it. Definitely. Yeah, I I don't it it does happen for for artists that are really into it though, and that's what's that's what's cool about those artists. Yeah, yeah. Like the the Broken Bells guy talks about that how he was creating an album, and I've heard other other guys that I like or women that I like create albums, not just songs. And that, yeah, that's true for this one too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are definitely people who still think in those terms, but I think you know the way the the way the market works now, it's not the way people necessarily buy. Right, you're just buying. Stuff. You're going yeah. to iTunes and just buying the songs, and you're not even listening to the songs in the album. But, but it's yeah. nice when you first get an album, just listen to it as an album. Yeah, I agree. I try to do that all the time, and unless it's well, the good thing about iTunes is that you can listen to preview the songs, and if if there's like one great song and the rest is all eh, I will then just buy that song sometimes. But yeah, I still like buying albums. But I also tend to listen to music that is more, I guess. They focus more on making albums too. So, last album you bought? Uh, oh shit, that's good. Uh, I bought um, uh, Viet Cong. This this band called Viet Cong mm. just came out, and that was just a couple days ago. Wow, Pat. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's hard not to do that. Uh, the Yola Tango re-release, whose name I forget. Oh. Uh, yeah came out last year yeah, painful year. so extra painful i think it's extra called. painful yeah. extra painful good and you amy damien rice is uh, most recent which took him like eight years to put out but that was my last damien rice oh irish crooner not crooner really but um more like of a folk. <laughs> kind of a folk kind of a folky kind of guy but good beautiful voice was it good? Was it worth eight years? It was, yeah. Well, that's the yeah. question, right? I don't think anything's really worth eight years. No, nothing's worth that. Or but I mean, I years, but high school yeah. was for me. <laughs> yeah, that was a good eight years for you. You grew a lot from age fifteen to uh, twenty-seven. Well, it was puberty. I can't do math because I did not go to your high school. Did go to your high school? Yes, you certainly did. We did a report on a song in nineteen eighty-five. Well, I went uh-huh. there. I, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, what was yeah. that argument about? Wait, let's let's play. We built this city. What do you think? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, the whole song this time. See, John, if you're wrong and there is a hell, you know what your hell is going to be. I'll be perfectly happy. What do you mean? I thought. What do you? I Marconi didn't know there was any, the any any argument. I thought we were in hell right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, well, Sugar Daddy, much better song than we yes, get this city. Yes, much better. Good uh, song. Are we going to hear it? Yeah, let's let's crank it out. Here you go. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe we'll do a Sugar Daddy versus We Built This City episode at some point. Entire episode. Um, but yeah, I guess, and so I guess also that, uh, did I already mention that uh, Questlove was like kind of pushing D'Angelo to put this Yeah, and, and he produced most of this, did he yeah, not? Yeah, and he has writing credit on some of the songs and stuff. So yeah, that was cool of him. Um, he has a book out too that I want to read. It's supposed to be really good. Quest love. Mm. What's it about? Music and like I guess his life in music and you know just I don't know a, a music memoir kind of. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and oh, we are down to our last song. Ooh. Amy likes this one a lot. This one he I played think. on Saturday Night Live two weeks ago or last week. I can't remember. Uh, really love. And it. Well, why don't you? Tell me why you like it, Amy. Well, I like the the, the really gorgeous strings opening, and then it led into that. It's like a Spanish guitar, yeah. and then there's some Spanish speaking, and then I I don't know. It's very lush. That's the word that I kept thinking when I first heard it. It is, yeah. And another one that's like a a departure from what you would expect on a D'Angelo album. I feel like, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of layering, um, you know, the vocal layering that he does um, that's really nice in it. But, yeah, it's it's nice. It's um, nice. Listen to me. Nice. It's real nice. But it's, his his vocals don't sound as forced, I, I think, in this one as well. Which yes, is good. I agree. And this one seems to be the most popular on mm-hmm. iTunes, uh, if that's any indication of anything. Yeah, I I could see them almost marketing as music to have sex by, which, ugh, I hate that. Having sex? Me too. <laughs> Terrible. No, the people that talk about, like, what music do you like to listen to when you have sex? Like, what? Yeah, I I think Cannibal Corpse is really the only answer everybody wow. needs, so why is it even a discussion? Yeah, no, I, I yeah, that's, that's like... But you don't have it to Cotton Eye Joe? Well... I do Cannibal Corpse's cover of Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, that makes sense. It only lasts 30 seconds, but... Um, I mean, their song, of course. Of course. Their cover. So uh, you put it on a loop. 
a loop. Uh, I yeah. had to bring this up, but it did remind me of music to make love to your old lady by. Oh yeah, Lovage. Yeah. Well, that was a great album, and it's funny. It was like a great everything album. Everything Dan the Automator's involved in. Yeah, no, that's that's like a weird TMI kind of like. I don't know. Like, it's not re- really a prurient. Is that how you say it? Question mm-hmm. necessarily, but it's it is like very weird. A weird. Yeah, thing and to it's talk always about. when people talk about. It, I'm always thinking. I don't really want to know what you have sex to. Yeah, <laughs> because then I have to picture you having sex. The next time I hear it, that's what I'm thinking yep, about. Yep, that's what I'm thinking about. And usually, it's people that you don't want to picture having oh, sex. Yeah, to tell. I don't want to see your disgusting, sweaty. Uh, and really, if you're noticing the music, isn't something going wrong? I think so. And my answer is klezmer music, by the way. What is it? Oh, klezmer music. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I that's fair because that's that's a cultural thing. That's what it was created for. Got to perpetuate the tribe. Hate crime. Hate crime. <laughs> what? Explain yourself, Pat. You can talk about the Jewish people without it being a hate crime, Pat. This isn't 1939 Berlin. Or maybe it is. I don't know. That hot time time machine. I'm going to see that movie. I love one? the first one. I'm not even ashamed. Yeah, I'm going to see the second movie. And I love Adam Scott, so I kind of think Adam Scott's better than John Cusack, so the second one has to be better. What? By the transitive property. Yeah, I don't know that I... I mean. John Key, oh, well, here, this is probably uh, just as idiotic as talking about what music you have sex by, but uh, when we were, like, 18, my friends and I was like, well, if you could, if uh, you were going to have sex with a guy, who would it be? And I was, my pick was John Cusack back then. Solid choice. His, was yeah. his pick you? John Cusack? No, the guy oh that asked you that the question. That would be magic. Oh, God. <laughs> well, John, my pick is you. I mean, I assumed it was, but we did <laughs> specify famous people, so no. Oh, and here's the chloroform. It was Joe Strummer was his pick. Not a bad choice either. Yeah. And his dream came true. And it killed him. It killed Joe, yeah. So one yeah, one person's dream came true and one person's life came to an end. Cycle of life, circle of life, whatever that Elton John song is. But so you don't think Adam Scott's better than John Cusack? Is that why yes. you said what? No. You know no. what? Yeah. I I really do like them both. Although a, John Cusack Scott. Oh, Amy. You don't like Parks and Rec? No. Amy. I know. You, do you know who you're talking to? I know. Oh, well. Did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? I did. So you like Chris Pratt. So at least some of you is good. <laughs> Everybody likes Chris Pratt. You hate Amy Poehler because you don't think women are funny. Oh, no, I don't, I don't hate Amy Poehler. All right. Well, man. Damn, I really like Adam Scott. I'm sad. I'm sad he doesn't do it for you. Oh, well. But maybe you just haven't seen the right things. Let's force that you to watch be. everything Adam Scott's ever been in. Yeah, Party Down and Parks and Rec. That's it. Veronica Mars. Adam Scott was on Veronica Mars? Yeah. He played the... Wait, no, he played the... Oh, he, he was a jerk in, on, on Veronica Mars. He, played oh, he was the a one-episoder, yeah. Yeah. He played John uh, Wilkes Booth on Drunk History. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. Drunk history is so funny. I don't watch it nice. nearly enough. Yeah, I love that that's show. That's why you're dumb. Wow. No, that's not the only reason. Case closed. Why Pat's, Why is Pat dumb? 
Not enough, not drunk, enough history. drunk history. I just watched every episode since you said that, and now I'm no longer dumb. Just a liar. Good job. I was thinking about it. Uh, pets? Like, why we like pets so much? I think it's because they don't lie. Hmm. I mean, they can't lie, really, because they right. can't speak. They probably would lie if they could speak. I didn't eat that pizza. I didn't chew up the stuffing, but... Yeah. Yeah, but when you, like, uh, when you try to criticize a pet for doing something bad, they pretend they didn't do it. Oh, I know. It's true. Well, so they I don't lie. Know. Dogs do. No, d- my dog looks ashamed. He doesn't uh, necessarily pr- pretend he didn't do it. I don't think he does that, yeah. But, yeah, dogs do do that sometimes. Yeah, or feel shame. Yeah. Did you just say dogs do do? <laughs> God, why did I laugh at that? I don't know because you just you just ruined the whole flow of the show by laughing at that. Now Pat feels like he has carte blanche to say those stupid things over and over. Although he's pretty much felt that for 101 episodes, so I can't. We've had more really than 101 episode. I wish you would stop lying about it. I don't count the bonus episodes because you were no. you're on point on all of those. Um, yeah, I. I guess I did say dogs doo-doo, Pat. Are you happy? I wasn't making a joke. I was asking a serious question. A serious I question. I didn't hear you correctly. Well, I've lost my whole train of thought on dogs now. Thank you. Choo-choo. Did you say choo-choo? Train of thought. Right. Justified. Carte blanche. Back on the board. Yes. So really love good song i don't know where the emphasis should be on that really love no there's no question mark really love it's really love is that yeah uh anyway it is a good song uh Mm -hmm. my dog likes it and we'll play a little bit for it unless he's lying uh a little bit of it for you right now here's really love
and that concludes D'Angelo, and that's all you're going to get. you got to go buy the album. Yeah, right. I do. You should. You really should, yeah. yeah. Goodbye, everyone. God damn it. Wow. Oh, Pat. Uh, yeah, so... I know you guys don't like the Super Bowl, did, but did you see the bet that Chris Pratt and Chris Evans had about it? I did, yes. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. I uh, I did go to a Super Bowl party. I just didn't watch the Super Bowl. Wow. Hung out in the backyard and drank some beers. With I, my... like, I like to think that you were the only one in the backyard drinking beer. Me too. That's kind of how I pictured it when he said And it. I also pictured it as like a Brady Bunch backyard where it's not real grass, it's AstroTurf. Oh, did he get hit in the face with a football? I did get not hit. everything is that episode. Well, yeah. I don't know that it was a football. Some kind of ball. <laughs> oh, some kind of ball in your nose. <sighs> yeah. Bye. Did you say goodbye again? It's <laughs> my go-to. Pat's eating bricks. He's out. Uh, yeah. Well, anything going on with either of you guys? Exciting? No. Not, nothing too exciting. Not as exciting Pat. as you, seeing two... Sketchfest shows that feature awesome people. How were they? They were both really fun. Uh, apparently, Amy wouldn't have liked you talking you two to me because it had Adam Scott in it. But um, <laughs> she might like Scott Ackerman. That's true. She could. It was. It was very. That one was very fun. Um, it started. It started out really rough. Like it didn't get funny until a while into it. But they'll put it out as a podcast. You can hear it. Um, and yeah, it was. It was super fun. And they seem. They both seemed really nice. Like Did I they think, talk talk to people afterwards, or is it just kind of once they're done, they left? Adam Scott left the stage, and then Scott Ackerman stayed up there and danced to a U two song <laughs> on the stage. And then he uh, and then he was like talking to people in the audience and uh, signing stuff. And then the the club people were like, "You really need to get off the stage," and like made oh. him leave because they had another show coming on. But Adam Scott probably knew that, and that's why he left quickly because he's very. He seems like he's a very formal person. Conscientious. He to the rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, I realize why I think I don't like him. I, like most girls of the time, was an addict of Party of Five, the TV show. And I hated his character on it. Wait, he was on Party of Five? Mm-hmm. What did he play on Party of Five? Was he like 10? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't very old. Josh, his name was Josh on there. I, that was my show. I, I don't trust Amy, so I'm looking this up. But I can't believe he was I on know Party he was a child five. actor. I didn't know he was on Party of Five. It's yep. crazy. He was in that Nickelodeon show where they have like there's a Salute there's a shorts. No, no, it was uh, um, child anyway. actor. He's he's. I know he's like my age. We are Pat. <laughs> well, he was a child actor though. Right, but Party of Five wasn't like when we were little kids. It wasn't. He's one oh, year I, older than you, Pat. Yeah, but I thought Party of Five was when I was like eighth grade. Oh well, no. maybe. No. no, okay. Well, you did have that long span of school. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that was high school. No, I see. So Party of Five. Yes, he was. Ninety-eight. Okay. Ninety-eight to ninety. So what was his problem? He was on... only in seven episodes, and his... <laughs> it was so good in that I, show. I, I Over seven you, I episodes. I love that show. I love you. Don't know. And how did he ruin the show, though? What was what was I his deal? I just did not like his character. I just didn't like his character. But I just, I was a Party of Five addict. Well, you do realize that people are not their characters, right? What? I'm hoping you don't write letters to bart simpson and stuff oh well who would write to bart when there's homer I that's guess true he wasn't a child actor he was on a ch- children's show playing a teenager when he was an adult anyway it was boy meets world was a show he was on oh uh, boy meets world 
He was in three episodes of that show, and there's like a YouTube video that collects every single appearance. And I thought he was on the show like what? a lot, but it was only short time for three episodes. Have you seen Party Down, Amy? Party Down? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. So he likes shows with the, the, the word party in the title. You should watch Party Down. That's great. I don't think it's anywhere free streaming, though. It's probably. I don't. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It used to be. It was on Amazon Prime for a while. I don't know if it still is. Um, it was on Netflix for a while, too, but I think it's off. Took, ah, that sucks. Well, they. Look it, for it. I think it is on Hulu, actually. Um, oh, I do Hulu. But, I have Hulu. Yeah, it might be just Hulu Plus. I don't know. But did you like Veronica Mars, Amy Reed? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so it's the same creator. So you, okay. I think you'll like Party Down. Although Party Down's more strictly comedy than Veronica Mars. So you watched Veronica Mars and you saw him in Party of Five, so you only know Adam Scott from being a jerk. Yeah, that <laughs> might be what it is. I guess, see? And you don't like Parks and Rec for some unreasonable reason. I just reason. couldn't get, I, it's not that I, I just couldn't get into it. The ones that I watched, I thought like I would laugh a little, but I just, I'm really weird with my TV. I don't like having too many shows at one time. Did so, you watch any of the episodes that had him in it? Yeah, you might have watched the early episodes. Which, I did have early episodes. Which I don't sucked ass. The, the first... Let's not go that far. Yeah, the first not se- as good. I enjoyed the first season. I did not. I thought it was not very good. The uh, second season's much better, and then the yeah. third season's even better, because that's when Adam Scott and Rob Lowe actually are in it for well, the I whole season. I might have to give it another try, because, yeah. yeah. Oh, you I certainly did. I just wrapped up a show, and What'd so, you wrap up? Oh, I don't... You, you, True Blood. No, I've watched wrap that's that wrapped up, up last a long year. time ago. Lost. Oh, you just Lost. finished Lost? Lost? I still haven't wrapped that up. You still haven't wrapped... Oh, Pat. Pat, Pat is the worst at this. You are the he, worst, Pat. He kind of drives me a little bit crazy with it, actually. I haven't wrapped up Battlestar Galactica, too. I don't understand how you can like not want to finish a show. <laughs> I like it so much, I don't want it to end. And I always <laughs> have it in my back pocket to go back to. Like, I'll never watch a new office. Well, you know the like an idiot. They are constantly coming up with new shows, Pat. So <laughs> you can finish one. Oh, and have then... you guys seen the ads for iZombie? No. no, I haven't. It looks like it might be fun. That's the new. Uh, that's the have new you Rob watched Thomas Dwight's new show. Who's Dwight from The Office? Backstrom. Eh, I, I didn't care for it. It was okay. It was yeah, pretty much what it is. Everything. I don't know why everybody has to be autistic now. The, everybody's an autistic genius. I don't, I don't oh, get I, it. Do you think he's autistic? I think he's just an asshole. Could be. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not comparing autistic, <laughs> autism to being an asshole. I am. I think, you know, a lot of these people <laughs> that are diagnosing their kids, maybe your kid's just a little dick. <laughs> that... Did you just say maybe your kid has a little dick? Because that's gross. <laughs> oh. I think there are a lot of people who... Have not, who self-diagnose themselves as being on the autism spectrum. I think a lot of times it's to because they're assholes. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they just want work. an excuse to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the iZombie is a new Rob Thomas joint, right? Yes. That's what the kids still say, right? It's a joint. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's a weird... You know what? When I was a kid, I was very dumb as I've said many times, but that's that's one thing that always messed me up. Like Rob Thomas, he's also the dude from Matchbox 20 is Rob <laughs> Thomas, right? Yes, he is. Like, And when I was a kid, I would hear like John Paul Jones and then, oh, John Paul Jones is in Led Zeppelin. I'm like, how can there be two people with the same name that are famous? I thought that was like SAG rules or something applied to life. Something. Yeah. The whole world. Yeah. You can have two names in the encyclopedia with the same name. It tripped me up. Oh. Yeah. It is confusing because every time when you say Rob Thomas, I think of the band. 
<laughs> Why is he talking about that? I know. The, I mean, let's say the, the greatest band of our generation. Matchbox 20? I, I mean, I prefer his work with Carlos Santana. Yes. You know, it's like with the... I like that guy's voice better than I like his band. So, yeah, with Santana, I, I, I liked it much better. It's kind of like that uh, Darius Rucker. I hate, he, of course, like most good Americans hate Hootie and the Blowfish. But you love but his I country. Thought his voice was cool. So you bought his country albums? I've n- I haven't. I have not. I like none of the aforementioned northern voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm they're talk. nice people personally. Yeah, must be. I know. I Rob know. Thomas must was be. on an episode of It's Always Sunny, so there you go. Oh, was he? Yeah. I missed some episodes of that this year. I, it started and it wasn't taping, so I only got the latest episode, not the ones before it. Well, this was like years ago. Oh. Uh. But recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. Oh, I forget what I had. You guys go first. Amy? Asians, 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 Well, I am behind on all shows. As you can tell, I just watched Lost. Um, but I just started The Americans. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I want to binge on it so bad. Yeah, you should. I have. I, oh, I love it so much. So, yes, go right out and watch it if you're behind. Yeah, like, I, I hey. like that. I, li- I like watching that. I have not caught up on that. Like the Duh, what? season, <laughs> I'm I'm caught up on Justified. Anyway, Good. but I I like that show because you kind of don't root for the the stars, but you also do root for them. So it's like you're kind of both ways when you're watching it. It's not. It's I, I like that. Yeah. Of it. I it's also like, like that it's like set in the 80s, but it's not drawing attention. Like it's not just a nostalgia mill for mm. people our age. You know, oh look at that, they got that Atari. Is huh, I remember that. Like they do it very subtly, which I, I like. think it. I think it is nostalgia mill for Soviets, though. It oh, is. Okay. I, I remember that gun, and I still have it and use it. Goodbye, uh, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Sorry. Putin. Wait, did you did you read the news? Somebody like speaking of self-diagnosing. Well, it's it's diagnosing by proxy, I guess. They think that Putin has autism is autistic or whatever. Some like doctor over here was like I, <laughs> I know. So one of those Fox News doctors. It, yeah, Doctor Oz maybe. <laughs> oh, Doctor Phil. Man. Um, well, okay. Is Doctor Oz's name or is it, it, it's that just short? It's really Doctor Ounce. Yeah, it's Doctor Ounce. Uh, yeah, when he moved ounce. to America. Yeah. When I come to America. <laughs> that's how he really talks. But he took lessons from Henry Higgins. Uh, my recommendation is, you know what? My recommendation is Party Down because I just right. thought of it when we were talking about it, and it's it's a really funny series, and it's got uh, it's got Dick from Veronica Mars in it. He's great. Martin Starr, uh, Masters of Sex. I can't think of her name right now. Lizzie, Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah. Jane Lynch. Jane I Lynch. see. Yeah. Great cast. And Did Ken Marino. Megan Mullally. Megan yeah, Mullally. Yeah, she's not. I had her worst in that show. She's pretty funny in that show. Yeah. And it Ken, has Ken got Marino. Marry me. Yeah. 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 He's great. So what you got, Pat? I think I'll recommend just in general, read Donald Westlake books. He's a crime novelist. It's really good. His Stark stuff, when he wrote it under the name Richard Stark, they're really good, but his under his name, they're good too. I just read something called three, six, one. That was one of his early novels and really good. And then Did he do uh, all the precinct books. 
No, that's um, McBain, I think. Oh, okay, no. yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ed McBain, I think. Ed right? McBain. Yeah. Um, and also, in along those lines, there is a, a, I thought, new to me, I'd never heard of it, but there's a, a publisher or imprint of, of hard-boiled crime novels called Hard Case Crime. And they, they do new stuff, and they also reprint old stuff, like they reprinted 361, and they re- actually reprinted a bunch of Ed McBain's novels. And um, oh, What's the imprint called? Sorry. Hard Case Crime. Oh, cool. And they have these really retro, really neat retro covers of sexy dames and crime happening on, on the covers of their books. And they have, they have reprinting neat stuff that I w- would not see before. So it was, it was a cool find when I found out about it. But this year they're actually putting out, I didn't know he had one, but a crime novel written by Gore Vidal. Oh, wow. wow. But they have all kinds of stuff. They have Michael Crichton novels. Crime. I didn't know he did crime novels either. So just neat stuff. But they also have new stuff too that that like have are written in the past few years so and they it looks like they've been around since 2004 and i started them this year but they have a lot of a lot of books out so yeah that's my recommendation great crime novels i'm gonna try both of your recommendations yay and well it's easy to try both of my recommendations because they're one and the same well and i then I'm i'll s- try john's too i'm waiting for pat to try my recommendation the wire I've uh, been waiting for about two years now. What is what is what is the wire? Oh, the Pat! I could just scream. It's it's streaming on Amazon right now. What is your excuse? Explain yourself. When will they bring it to movie theaters? Theaters. Yeah, that's the easiest way to watch TV. I find <laughs> paying twenty dollars for each episode. Um. Uh, all right. I suppose actually putting out, I think, like the premiere episode of next season's Game of Thrones is going to be shown live and live. That's ridiculous. They're going to be shown in theaters. That would be awesome if they did it live, like Thirty Rock. <laughs> yeah, an episode of Game of Thrones filmed live. Yeah. Well, that's another show I have not started watching, by the way. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. No interest. Yeah, and it's not. I, I watch it, and I'm tired of it. Actually, I'm one of the few. I, it's kind well, of boring. Well, all me. three of us have had sex before, not together yet, but <laughs> that's that's why we have no interest. I think. That's a little TMI. Yeah, a little. Why don't you just tell them all what we were listening to while <laughs> while you're at it? Well, I already admitted class that memories. Billy, that um, oh, from Billy um, Joel. No. You didn't start the fire. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Well, that's a good one. So, because we think kept of that, burning. everyone. Next time, and then we can change those lyrics to be sexually transmitted disease lyrics. We didn't start the fire; it's been burning, burning. Oh, I thought that's what it was already about. Well, thank you, Amy. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you for coming on. We always love having time. you on. Yes, even though you didn't choose this. No, we but chose I'm half glad. Of it. Yeah, we forced it upon you. You chose uh, the Marvin Gaye half. I did, but the D'Angelo. I'm glad, glad to got it. So, yeah. yay. Okay. Uh, do your thing, Pat. Oh, write us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if uh-huh. you have any ideas for the show, if you want to be on the show, or if you just want to say, uh, uh, eat meat bricks. And also... Send pictures of your meat bricks. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, send us a presence. Oh, no. Click like for us on Facebook. Click like on individual episodes if you already liked us on Facebook, just to make us even more famous. And uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Oh, and most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah, and when Pat says send us presents, he means the Led Zeppelin album presents. It's our favorite. I would rather not receive any Led Zeppelin paraphernalia 
either in the mail or in email or in my head. I'll take it all. You have my snail mail address now. Uh, One, okay. two, seven, two, five, two. Oh, you fucked it all up. Uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some.